Stand by. Hello and welcome to the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist. And now your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome, my friends, to the Liberal Cube. I am, as always, Jordan Maywood, the Lackadaisical Liberal Cubicularist. Today is Thursday, December the 20th. One day till the apocalypse. Hope you got your presents. Um, I am going to record and podcast tomorrow, hopefully. <laughs> but today is Thursday. Within the Libro Cube, it is her video games day in which we discuss video games. Yes, indeedy. Indeedy. You think Dexter ever put it in Didi? Cartoon sexual. Today's sponsor is Tetris 2 The Reckoning. Once again, today's sponsor is Tetris 2 The Reckoning. A little more feeling with that one. Starring Samuel L. Jackson as the straight block. Mr. T as the T-block. Vin Diesel as the square block. Lucy Liu as the L-block. And Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen as the um, Z and S-blocks. Left and right one thingies. Tetris 2. The Reckoning. Alright, let's jump right into her video games day. I started very, very briefly, I believe, last through Video Games Day, talking about uh, Saints Row the Third. I think, uh, if I do recall, just briefly touched on so, sort of the uh, the opening credits, which were pretty amazing balls, uh, and gave me the feeling that this game was going to be crazy and good, and that feeling held held through the entire game. Just about. Let's see, I wrote down a bunch of shit that happened, and I figure we'll talk about that. The game um, was long, a lot of hours, which I appreciate, paying for a game, and then being able to play it for many, many hours. So, thank you for that. Uh, how about we'll just throw out my rating of... We'll go 4 to 5. Yeah, yeah, solid, definite solid 4 to 5. Some uh, easy to say for me that there was definite some 5 out of 5 moments in the game, which I think is kind of what I tried to bring back here for the most part. So, let's hop into those. My first uh, note here is a question of how to make money quickly, and uh, in a game in which you are... Yeah, yeah, why don't I describe the game a little bit? You play a person. Uh, in the case, in my case... You know what, I know I did mention that I spent a lot of time in the uh, character creation uh, area at the beginning of the of the game. I always seem to spend a freakish amount of uh, time develop, just developing my character, how they look, and what have you at the beginning of a game. And I did it uh, in this one as well, because the character creation um, area, we'll call it, was uh, very in-depth. I created uh, Svetlana, 
If you have listened to any of the Mrs. episodes, you will know that she does a uh, sort of a Russian, Eastern European accent thing, (laughs) impression, that is very funny, and uh, that's what I kind of molded my character after, uh, as if the Svetlana was a real person. And the funny thing was... Uh, they give you a choice of three male voices and three female voices, and one of the female voices was that sort of Russian, Eastern European accent, uh, so it fit perfectly. Uh, and I played the whole game through with her. She basically, um, a dark-haired beauty with giant boobs, boobs, uh, the, the little slide rule for your boob size, pushed to the maximum. Um, and there you go, some uh, scary tats. I made her eyes so she didn't have any pupils, it was just all white, so that was pretty scary. I kind of wanted to mix sexy and scary all in one uh, toit little package, and I think I accomplished that. Uh, okay, so uh, that's the character I created uh, within this giant city. Actually, I think uh, Grand Theft Auto maybe it was San Andreas may have actually been a bigger, just in terms of size city than this. I don't know, but it was very, very large. If you were to drive from one end to the other, uh, it would take you some minutes. Some some real actual minutes. Uh, very detailed uh, very detailed city. Uh, beautiful to look at in some areas. One complaint with this game and sort of Grand Theft Auto, this is definitely in the vein of Grand Theft Auto, in in some ways uh, better. Actually, in a lot of ways better, just because they uh, in this game do not take themselves very seriously, which I very, very much appreciate. One uh, complaint of Grand Theft Auto style games, including this one, uh, is that Although there are, you know, thousands and thousands of different buildings, for some reason in these style games you can very rarely go actually into the buildings, which uh, I guess from a developer's point of view, uh, to do that would just be ridiculous to try to accomplish that. So, you know, like 1% of the buildings you can actually go into. Uh, I think probably, if I had to guess, there will be a time when sort of processing power is to the point where a game like this will exist that you can actually go into every building and things look even more real. They don't look real in this game. I'm not, I'm not saying that. Uh, it's a good-looking game, but they're not going for a, a 100% realistic feel to it. Uh, okay, so you're in this world, and um, you are basically the leader of a gang, we'll say. Just kind of, kind of boil it down to that, and your mission is to, for the most part, take out uh, other rival gangs and sort of build up your reputation and your money and your your cribs, being your homes, and just sort of uh, develop into that uh, mobster-esque overlord uh, of the city that's kind of your uh, underlying theme for the game. All right? Now, uh, on top of that underlying theme, there is a 
shit ton of friggin' crazy shit going on. One of the uh, very first uh, sets of missions, uh, again, it is a mission-based game in which you'll check your cell phone, and there'll, uh, there'll always be a bunch of missions there for you to do. Uh, you can pick and choose which order you want to do them. Some develop the story, the main story, further. Some are just side missions, including the first one I did in which uh, involved the, uh, a, a nerd, a big nerd guy, who accidentally cloned um, one of your gang members. But uh, as often happens with cloning, things went awry. And the clone, um, instead of being sort of a normal human being clone, was a uh, sort of your, sort of like the Hulk in size and proportion and cranial capacity, let's say. Uh, so you had to stop his rampage, and that <laughs> that right there was the first mission I did in this game. Uh, it was a whole series of missions actually, and it was pretty crazy. <laughs> Somehow. Uh, I somehow to sort of put this guy down, um, I had a gun that shot bees. <laughs> uh, saying that's funny. So I had a gun that shot bees, because normal guns would just sort of piss him off, but the bee gun would tranquilize him a little bit, apparently, for some reason. That and, um, the sound of music would also do it. Uh, it was a whole weird series of events. Uh, recommend getting this game and playing that. Alright? Alright. Something, uh, a question that I had was, in a game like this, to have a lot of money is a good idea. Just makes sense. You gotta buy cars, you gotta buy weapons, you gotta, uh, you get to, uh, outfit your gang with shit, you gotta buy upgrades, everything sort of is on a a money-based scale. Um, you upgrade your character with money, just everything you need money for. So I thought, how could I make money the quickest? The way I did it, and seemed to work fairly well, before I basically did anything, practically, before I bought myself any upgrades, before I upgraded any of my weapons, before I got any cars, really, just right off the bat, I would buy properties. Every property you have gives you more money per hour. So uh, every hour, not an actual hour, a game hour, I'm, I'm not sure what the ratio is there, you'll check your cell phone and there'll be money waiting to go into your bank. Uh, depending on how much property you have, how many shops you own, how much territory you've taken over, that amount is going to be more. So right off the bat, all I would do, basically, is went around and bought properties. Uh, and it seemed to work. By the end of the game, I was not uh, worrying about money. So uh, there's a little tip for you. Buy a property. That, uh, that is like a real-life tip, too, I think. Uh, they always say land is a good purchase investment because they're, they're not making any more of it. So there you go. Uh, one thing that sort of, uh, stood out for me was one, we'll call it a scene, in which, uh, I, I accepted a mission, and I was on the way to a mission with one of my, uh, henchmen, buddy, gang member folk. I think one that my character 
apparently like had a crush on. Oh, and uh, they were driving to the mission, and on the radio, the song uh, by Sublime, "Love Is What I Got," came on, and they did a sing along with that song, which uh, kind of blew my mind a little bit because uh, who has not listened to that song? and been in a car and done a sing-along with it. I know I have. So I very much enjoyed that. That was, again, one of the very first things that happened in the game, so gave me that feeling like, ooh, this is going to be good. Uh, there are probably half a dozen-ish, more than that even, uh, different activities you can do like in between missions, you would say. Things that will sort of uh, take over territories and give you money. One of which is called... Um, oh, I didn't write down what it's called. But basically, it's like a game show. But game show sort of like... Uh, if you ever saw the movie Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger, in which you are in a game show where... Um, how do I explain it? You kill everybody? Yeah, yeah, let's say that. Every, uh, every person you kill gains you money... Uh, if you kill them in specific ways, you get more money, like headshots are worth more. Uh, you have to kill so many in order for the doors to open. Sort of a, a running man, murder ball kind of vibe to it. Uh, and these these games are, are located all throughout the city, and you can uh, make some, some nice coinage to compete in them. So that, uh, again, crazy. <laughs> Freaking crazy. Uh, something cool they did was that as you progress in the game, you di get different what they call cribs. Um, what I call home bases, also called safe houses. So uh, you start with just kind of a house. I think they even call it a uh, crack house. Do they call it a crack house? I think they might. Uh, then you move, you jump from that to a sweet-ass penthouse. You can access them all at any times, but they get better and better. Then you get, uh, or I got, I think you can maybe get these in different orders. Then you get a, um, a casino, take over a casino, and that's your crib. Uh, then there is a nuclear power plant as your crib. Uh, I think that was it. Uh, it's cool because you can upgrade them, and uh, the more they're upgraded, the more money you get per hour the quicker you can level up, yada, yada, yada. Highly recommend upgrading your crib. It seemed to sort of exponentially progress my character. Um, within the game, they have things you collect, as in basically every game in existence since Mario, you collect shit. In Mario, it was coins, obviously. Here, there are three sort of main collectibles being um, skids or pallets, depending on how you want to say it, full of cash that are just sort of laying around, which is odd. Then there are giant boxes full of sex toys, again, just sort of laying around the world. Uh, and then, uh, again, skids or pallets, depending on what you call them, want to call them, um, of drugs. And they're all just sort of laying around the world. There is eventually, what I did is didn't so much look for them, go out looking for them, because you'll reach a point in the game where you can buy an upgrade uh, in which they will show up on your map. <laughs> it 
so that makes it um, much, much easier. If you did not have this upgrade, it would be basically, I would say, near to impossible to find all of these items, because I think there's 50 of each type of item in this giant city, uh, and there's no way you would find all of these. It would take you probably a year of just looking. Uh, there was, as in a lot of sandbox, sandbox city type games, will have the tallest building in the city. There's always that one super, super tall building that sort of dwarfs the other. Uh, about halfway through the game, uh, I was involved in a mission that sort of went up to the top of this, and uh, I don't want to give too much away, but I blew the entire top part of the building off uh, and destroyed it. So that, again, one of those holy shit moments that I decided to write down. And I did. Uh, get near work, and I kind of wanted to do a half episode here, so let's see if I can. Throughout the game and at the ending, uh, parts in which you are filming a movie, alright? So your character in the game is filming a movie. So that right there, kind of kind of meta. Uh, and it is a movie called Gangsters in Space, I think it is. And uh, it's sort of you versus aliens, and you get ray guns and cool shit like that happens. Uh, you, your character is a horrible actress. <laughs> horrible to comedic levels. Just cannot say her lines. The game actually ends, I'll give that away because it was kind of a strange ending, with uh, your character uh, sort of final showdown with the last remaining gang member leader. Uh, you are on Mars and you have to kill him in his spacesuit that is impervious to bullets using uh, your ray gun and lava uh, lava rocks and shit like that. Shit got crazy. Shit got crazy. Uh, you know what? I uh, am not going to be able to finish on my drive home to work. There, I still got a whole uh, page of, of things to bring back. So what I'll do, as I often do, is go into work and do eight hours of said work, and then uh, come back here and polish her off. Polish her off. Not being my penis, being the podcast. All right, sound like a plan? Good, good, good. Love you. Love you, dearies. I'm a fool to do your dirty working, working, working. And we're back. We are back. We are back! We are back! We are back! Back! We are back! Back in action! Hello again. It is a shitty, shitty night out. Hopefully not um, boating any sort of apocalyptic stuff brewing. Let's hope. We left off talking about a little game by the name of... Saints Row the Third. Actually, not a little game, because it was large. Large in, uh, let's see, let's, let's run down how it is large. Large in time spent to completion. Large in game size. Large in story. Large in 
craziness. Uh, probably that is where it shines the most. Large in comedy. Uh, I've mentioned before that for some reason I always think it's harder for video games to be funny as opposed to TV and movies. And I wonder why that is. I do not have an answer for that question. It's just I have laughed very, very heartily out loud at TV and movies hundreds of times more often. And I don't just mean times as in events. I mean times as in like math times. Yeah. So why is that? Curious. Is it just that the writers of video games don't have the comedy gene that is present in writers of a lot of TV and movies? I don't know. Is it, you know what? How about this for a theory? When a TV show or a movie is uh, trying to be funny, it is designated as a comedy. By that I mean a, a movie that is funny, that aims to be funny, falls into the category of comedy. A TV show that is funny and is trying to be funny falls into the category of comedy. Whereas a video game, there's no such thing, uh, at least that I can think of, and I know a lot of video games, there's no such thing as a comedy video game. There's games that have comedy in them, but nothing that is a comedy video game. One thing uh, I can think of that was kind of close, that was definitely aiming for that comedy more than others, is I played a game many, many, many moons ago for the PlayStation 2. Uh, the title was Bard's Tale, and it was a sort of dungeon-crawly uh, RPG, but they focused, uh, sort of unfortunately, some would say, uh, on uh, comedy as opposed to gameplay and RPG elements. I enjoyed the game. Uh, I don't think it did very well with the critics. That game, looking back on it, I'll go 4 to 5. Probably if I played it right now, probably give it a 3 or a 2. Yeah, so there's just a little gaming nostalgia for you. Where did we leave off with Saints Row? I kind of quite remember. Okay, uh, for a large chunk of the game, all three of the gangs inhabiting the city... Ah, oh, you know what? I did not write down the name of the city. What the hell was it called? Sir, sir, I don't even, I don't even have a I don't even have a guess. Not a clue. They mentioned the name of the city dozens of times, uh, but I can't remember what it's called. Oh, well. Let's call it uh, Jordanville, or uh, Libro Cube Town, how about? So uh, I was the uh, gang leader for one of the gangs of this city, and there were three others. The three others being uh, the Luchadors, who, if, uh, if you know what a Luchador is, it is a basically a Mexican wrestler. So imagine a entire gang of Mexican wrestlers, and you got the luchadors. They are... It's kind of odd, because when I think of an entire gang of Mexican wrestlers, I would not make them the main 
uh, sort of gang of this city. But they were. They were, uh, I mean, at the end of the game they weren't, spoiler alert, because I took that shit over, but they were sort of really my main competition, if I had to pick one. Then there were the gang of what I like to think of as sort of cyberpunk, sort of a Japanese feel to them, although not. Cyberpunk is a good way to put it, so picture a punk, and then <laughs> throw in a dash of cyber. So they would kind of like glow blue, and had, uh, I think they had lightsabers, and the, the main boss of them was sort of a hacker guy. Uh, there was actually, uh, uh, I had to take down all of these gangs, obviously, uh, and his, his, uh, his was probably my favorite, because, um, rather than sort of go to his crib and shoot it up and try to kill him, uh, his sort of me taking him down story involved, uh, involved, uh, going into a computer, sort of, uh, Lawnmower Man style, if you <laughs> know that reference, uh, into the Matrix, if you will, kind of deal, which I very much enjoyed. It started off, um, I uh, hooked myself up to a giant sort of Matrixy chair, running man kind of, or not running man, um, total recall kind of chair in which I was going to be immersed in this 3D virtual realm. And as soon as I pop in, um, my avatar... It's weird to talk about my avatar's avatar. The char uh, how, how do I explain this? The, the character, Svetlana, that I was playing, goes in to this video game, and her character in that video game, when she, when she first started out, was a toilet. A walking talking toilet. Alright? Does that give you uh, any sort of idea of the shit that went down in this game? I hope it does. So you go from a toilet, then you sort of uh, progressed, I guess you would say, to a uh, blow-up sex doll. Then you're just sort of, uh, for most of it, this section of the game anyway, uh, a sort of wire-framed person. Sort of Tron-like. I guess you could Tron-like, yeah, you, you could definitely make some comparisons to Tron. Uh, and then lastly, this awesome final boss character. First you go up against him, and then your, uh, your hacker buddy girl, who's outside of the game, sort of downloads this really cool-looking, seems kind of like a Final Fantasy boss guy, and you inhabit him, and then take him down. Take down the cyberpunk gang leader, who, uh, after you take him down, comes and works for you a little bit. So that's always cool. There was one more gang that you didn't have as much to do with taking them down. They were... how would I describe them? They were odd. Sort of bondage, vampire... Uh, not really vampire, but more bondagey red leather people. <laughs> they were odd. Uh, their gang, uh, again, most of the women were sort of dressed in bondagey red leather, long black jackets. The men, for some reason, 
You'd think they would keep the craziness amped up and maybe dress them as, like, the gimp from uh, Pulp Fiction. However, it was more just sort of guys dressed in black suits with red ties, so they kind of boring did boring did it there. That's a shame. And their gang leader was uh, a set of twins, twin girls, who, again, for some strange reason, just sort of dressed normally. Why didn't they go super crazy with them? Maybe in... Uh, if they do, and I assume they do, because this game did well financially, I think, make a Saints Row number four, maybe all the opportunities that they had in which they could have taken their craziness from 10, which is where most of this is at, and cranked it to 11 instead, maybe they'll do that. And that will be a game that will be friggin' crazy. Did you hear that right there? That was a shit ton of salt hitting my, hitting my car. Because it is, uh, I have a feeling this rain, sleet, is not going to be good on the roads tomorrow. So that was Jordan's weather update. Okay, so let's see. Moving on. Moving on. Okay, so um, because, as you can imagine, if in your city there is four crazy friggin' gangs like these, mine included, fighting one another, uh, the citizens are not going to like that. And what are they going to do? Well, I think take a somewhat reasonable step in this case and hire a private army. The uh, the name of the army in this case is STAG. Uh, I think it did st stand for something, did it not? I don't know. Probably did. So, uh, basically picture the U.S. Army, but probably a little better... Uh, a little better armed, more technologically armed, and uh, I had to face them as well, which made for some pretty cool fights. Let me tell you, imagine a gang that is so powerful that a private army needs to be hired to take it down. Uh, a lot of just huge, crazy, over-the-top fights, explosions, what have you. It's really, really cool, that part of it. Something that uh, the game did that almost felt like they had to do and video games have to do nowadays, which, uh, I don't know if it's good or bad, is that they jumped on the sort of zombie bandwagon, as quite often happens. In this case, uh, it was the private army had a sort of, of course, as private armies do, developed sort of chemical warfare division, and some of their shit got loose in the populace, and of course... Uh, instead of just killing people, which um, makes more sense from a chemical warfare division of a private army point of view, I think. I mean, if I had uh, the run of a private army, I would uh, develop in my chemical warfare division not things that created zombies, because um, that does not make sense. How does it make sense? It does not. But that's what they did. So there was a whole sort of section of that. And then uh, even towards the end of the game, there was like a whole section of the city sort of cordoned off that was overrun by zombies that you could sort of go in and out of as you chose. Uh, so from that point of view, it was cool. Added a little, uh, little flair to that normal city area. 
So that, that I like, I suppose. The game started, uh, I know I mentioned on last her video games day, with me, uh, s sort of the starting section there was me jumping out of a plane and crazy shit happening. They threw in another section very, very similar to that, although this time I was falling from a plane inside of a goddamn tank. What? Uh, that was really cool. The... <laughs> I don't know. Jeez. Uh, Imagine you are in a plane, and we've all been in planes and video games and five bad guys. That is not abnormal. Imagine, though, that the plane explodes, and in order to reach safety, you hop in a tank that is in the plane. The plane is full of tanks, and you fall from the plane to earth inside the tank, all the while shooting other tanks, other people, other planes, and have a fairly prolonged battle inside this falling tank. I think if you were to, because um, there's math involved that you could do to figure out the height of the plane, um, the uh, speed at which a tank would fall, and figure out uh, how long it would take for said plane to fall. There's there's math that someone could do to figure that out. Someone much smarter than me, uh, definitely. But I think it is it's kind of safe to say that this fall in the tank took much longer than it should have scientifically. It is not the first time that I've... That is not the first time I have expected scientificness in a thing that I should not, but sometimes I do, because I am insane. <laughs> Scientifically insane. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're getting near home. Let's uh, wind her down. Just actually say that, already touched on it, that your last boss is the luchador guy. You fight him on Mars. Uh, it's a bit of a... Yeah, it's not great for... I, I kind of wish the last boss had a bit been that cyberpunk guy, because his last battle was much cooler than, than this guy's. I'll throw out my rating. Four out of five. Solid four. Very good game. Fun all around. Highly recommend. Get your bang for your buck. It's been out for a little while, too, so it's not as... It's not full price. One very last thing just to round off the review, is that the mayor of this city is Burt Reynolds. I, uh, as I do sometimes, leave a long pause to let that sink in. I don't mean the mayor was voiced by Burt Reynolds, although he was. I mean the mayor of the city was actually Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds as played by Burt Reynolds. Fucking awesome idea. I love it. Huge Burt Reynolds fan. Uh, he has turned into a crazy person over the years, so imagine him involved with this game. Terrific idea, guys. Thank you for that. Folks, let's just... I am just about at home, so let's get a little podcast business out of the way. Next week, assuming we are here after the apocalypse... Uh, tomorrow is Christmas week, and I have 
a fair chunk of it off. So, uh, I won't be doing uh, a shit ton of podcasts. What my sort of plan is, um, I may or may not do, is take the entire week off, but have one sort of super special uh, holiday episode where I have some things in mind uh, that I want to do. I don't want to give anything away because I don't know if they're going to work or not or how it'll come out. So let's just leave it at that as a sort of pleasant, possibly holiday Xmas festivus surprise. What do you say, folks? We'll end her there with a yet another plea for feedback, if you so desire, to the email address provided within the closing credits. Folks, it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address, mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine? The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine Live long and prosper